Morning Owls. Welcome to Isn't It Past Your Bedtime. I'm Krista. And I'm Rachel. And this is your reminder that you should be reading diverse books all year round. But with February being Black History Month, we got some options for you. We got two, so that way we can help add to your list if you are stuck on where, what to read, where to go, what do I go. Now you know. You know, though, I do wonder, why are there so many white lady authors? There are so many. I specifically was looking this time. So, like, I know sometimes we do ones that are more around, like, Black culture or, you know, um, a little bit different genre-wise. But this time I was looking specifically for just, like, fiction written by BIPOC. Mm -hmm. It was harder than I thought. I was like, why aren't they? I'm like, I don't know if it's just because of what, like, I usually read happens to be by a white lady. So, like, that's what it's suggesting. Like, I don't know. But it was harder than I thought. Yeah, I had that, like, I was like, oh, well, at first I wanted to read a thriller. And trying to find mm-hmm. a thriller that's, like, not a white lady thriller, that was tough. And I found one, and then I didn't love it. I couldn't get into it. And then a lot of the other ones were like, well, here's high fantasy. And I was like, that's great. But I'm not in the mood for high fantasy right now. Like, yeah, that, I'm looking for a thriller. I was like, come on. Yeah. So I did not end up actually doing a thriller. I went with romance because I have got myself sucked into this, like, Kindle Unlimited romance world where once you read one you just i can't stop myself i read so many books in january and so then i was like every time i tried to read something else i was like but where's the love what are we doing romance kick yeah apparently i don't know but that's what i did um and i actually ended up doing this one on audible because i had a credit so i was going to use it and then audible also was like hey i bet you're looking for diverse listens and i said yes audible i am thank Thank you you so much Uh, So they offered me this one and it was free. So I didn't even have to use my credit. So now I still have it, which means I need to figure out something to use it on. But that's okay. That's fine. So jumping in, the book that I read was The Starter X by Mia Sosa. Um, She also has like a ton. So like this, I think is one of, this one was written just for Audible, um, which I don't think her other ones are. Like her other ones, I know she has like some like bridal series where I think the first one, like the gal like runs off with the best man. I don't know. I'm going to read it though. Yeah, sounds intriguing. Um, But I really wanted to listen. I didn't feel like reading for this one. Mm -hmm. So this one, and also this one just sounded really funny. Um, It gave very like how to lose a guy in 10 days vibes. So our main character, Vanessa, she's 29 now. But when she was in college, so one, I guess, more backstory on her. Uh, She grew up um, like lower income. She went to private school on scholarship. Uh, she's mm-hmm. the eldest daughter and also just the eldest and then she went to some fancy school they're like over in new york so she went to fa- some fancy school over there also on scholarship but that doesn't necessarily mean you have like spending money and when you're going to this like fancy ass school like dartmouth or something i have no idea uh, yeah. but you're going to a fancy school with kids who grew up rich who have never wanted for anything in their life who just have like allowances like she can't like go do all these things that her friends want to do because she's like yeah hi i don't have money for that still don't have money yeah yeah and like having like probably dealt with some issues of going to another private school in her youth and also not having money like you know people don't necessarily want to give out that information especially like in the early days right like you're like oh i just met you maybe i don't want to tell you that like i'm a scholarship kid maybe i do but yeah like, and i feel like some of the rich kids at like the ivies are kind of snooty about it uh-huh. you know what I mean? so like yeah. i get i get it absolutely yeah and so but like you know she's doing her thing she's getting fine and then i think it's her junior year that this starts basically how it started or what she is uh she's a starter ex like this is like a side hustle that she's doing and so if you have a crush on a guy 
she will figure out like what his tics are semi-date him and be like the absolute worst so that way you come out as like the shining star and he wants to date you like Mm. the first one that she did like the guy was like a complete utter like i don't know maybe not the first but one of the ones that was mentioned he's like a total like clean freak and so she like does a mud run and like comes over to his apartment after like covered head to toe in mud and it's like oh no this is like totally a thing that i do like every single month and like if we start dating i'm gonna wrangle you into it and he's like oh no please get out of my foyer like goodbye please don't do this um and like like whatever it was that like bothered them like if they had like mom issues or they were like too clingy they were jealous like she would like kind of figure out (laughs) yeah so that way like when that breaks off like you were like oh hello i'm perfectly kind of normal and it worked out well like she had like like one of the ones that she did like the people are married now like i think she said that it was like a 95 percent success rate or something like that. did she do this to make money so she's like kind of a yeah no they were paying her oh okay got it that makes sense yeah because it started as a joke it was like i think a roommate or maybe it was somebody, maybe it was like a freshman roommate, but she's a junior now, maybe not living. I can't remember exactly theirs. Um, but like it had started as a joke, like they were out drinking and she was like, oh, I should do this. Da, da, da. And her friend was like, well, I mean, like I would pay you. And she's like, oh, hardy, har, har. Okay. How much? And she was like, I don't know, like a thousand dollars a week for like a month or two or longer, if you think it's going to take that long. And she was like, you're going to pay me four grand. To be grand? a terrible girlfriend to the guy you're into. Uh-huh. You can swoop in and look good. Yeah. So of course she took it. I mean, a thousand dollars a week. And like, this is like nothing to these people. Like all the people yeah. that she was like the starter ex, like the women that like paid her, like this was pocket change to them. So like, she didn't feel bad on that. And like, and there was like yeah. rules, right? Like you could like kiss, but like no sex. And she was always like semi adjacent to these people. It wasn't like a best friend. It wasn't anybody who like after this, that she would be remaining in their lives. Like there was always that sort right. of like, degree of difference among them mm. which really which helped because like like even this one who was like the sort of roommate friend type thing um when they got married like she wasn't invited to the wedding so like not so close of a person from college that like you're still in their life after that makes sense so that's kind of like yeah, that's like what helps all of this um after college she's been living in chicago um she's a financial advisor um she was dating her boss uh, called it off and because of course her boss is a pos sent her to new york to like open the new new york office get her out of his face got it yeah she didn't want to go to new york she didn't want to do any of this um but her family's there and that's also kind of why she doesn't she feels like super guilty for some things that she did like in her childhood which like once you find out what they are it's like girl you've been hating yourself for way too long she she thinks she's a terrible person because of like the things that she did which are truly not that bad like very stereotypical angsty teenager nonsense um and then the yeah. fact that she's like this starter ex, like she just like thinks like she's trash but she is not um, oh sad yeah like i feel bad for her for that um but so she's back in new york and she's like okay fine like if i'm gonna do it like i'm gonna try to like get back to my family's life she has a younger sister who was not given the opportunity to go to college um kind of things like that so she also feels guilty on that um she's been like been sending money back home her folks own a bodega corner store um and her sister is like a she teaches at a grade level i don't know but i don't think she actually teaches she's more like trying to like help maybe she's like language pathology i don't know if that requires actually a doctor it's probably not that one um does it really yeah yeah that one i do know um but anyway so she's like she teaches like middle school literacy i think or something like that and she's like 
constantly trying to like get more money in to help these kids basically so she's exhausted after that and then she goes and she helps her parents at the bodega so right yeah and so and her name's lisa so when vanessa comes back she's like trying to like rebuild this but there's like four or five year difference in their ages like vanessa still like hates herself and like it kind of some resentment going on probably Yeah. yeah absolutely yeah they have things they need to work out um but lisa has a huge crush on this guy jason who was her best friend's older brother um lisa has been friends with this gal i can't remember her name it doesn't truly matter um like practically their whole lives so jason sees her as a little sister because it's he's she's best friends mm. with his little sister and like he's That's like tough yeah but like she's like crazy about him um and so they're like vanessa is like really trying to like get back into lisa's good graces and they go out to lunch one day um to some like fancy ass restaurant which of course lisa like looks her nose down the whole time and she's like oh this is where you wanted to go because you're so fancy with your college education from dartmouth and your chicago job blah, 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 blah. and it's like chill like calm down you're getting a free lunch okay yeah. relax um and then but they run in to one of the gals who vanessa had been a starter ex for in college and mm. she's like but they're there celebrating that woman's divorce and she's like oh like i'm so sorry obviously it didn't work and she's like no it totally worked uh he's super rich and we didn't sign a prenup and i'm getting bank out of this like he sucked i'm getting a ton of money thank you so much and like order champagne and like of course lisa has no idea that vanessa did this in college that she was a starter ex and so like they're explaining this to her and like vanessa like feels super guilty about this whole thing which whatever move along lady um I don't know why you feel that guilty about it. You know what I mean? Like, like, I guess she kind of used the guy, but like, it's kind of like setting up a friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, well, she never like, she didn't necessarily, she didn't like play with their emotions. She didn't like try to get these guys to fall for her. Like it was the absolute opposite of that. You know? Yeah. It sounds like a super casual dating situation where you just like, yeah, are annoying. Yeah. And like, she, I don't think she ever like, she never like slept with the guys. Like she'd flirt maybe kiss depending on like how long it was going but it wasn't like yeah Yeah. i don't know or relax yeah but you know she's hating herself right now um and so yes they're like telling this lisa all about this and like just like and because it's like that gal and her buddy and they're just like laughing their butts off about this like she's she's about to be loaded she's stoked um and they're just like reliving for the college day so they go their separate ways and lisa is like hey do that for me with jason and Vanessa's like, no, no, no. That the whole reason that this worked is that I always had the separation from the men. Like too close. Yeah, like it's gonna be weird, right? Like I'm your sister, and now like that's gonna add to it. Like I'll always be in your guys' lives. Um, but like Lisa will not drop it. Um, and I think I even after like a couple of days, so I think so yeah, I think it's like a couple of days, and like Lisa still won't drop it. Vanessa finally yields because she's like, well, this is like maybe the only way I can get back in her good graces, which. <sighs> whatever get messy yeah um and so she's like okay like fine like tell me about him um so jason is also 29 he owns his own construction business with like his buddy um he's the oldest son um he had a relationship that was gonna be really serious we're working its way towards marriage which failed um and like is whatever his culture i think i think it's supposed to be puerto rican i'm not sure um mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's right. That sounds right. Uh, but either way, it's like, you know, you have to have like mom's approval, all of these things. Um, and so she's like, okay, like, great. I'll do this. Fine. Whatever. So she starts like they, I think how they kind of like do it is that, oh, cause his, the younger sister 
that is best friends with Lisa is getting married in a couple months and then her and her husband are going off to Chile for like a teaching kids something teachers what a honeymoon without, like teachers without borders basically and if they're married it guarantees that they get placed into the same school district so that's why like this wedding is like oh. kind of rushed too so you're like okay so that's kind of how this all gets pulled in and so like um they meet like vanessa is like picking lisa up at like a dress fitting appointment or something like that that's the first time she meets jason and then it kind of just like goes from there like they decide that like her parents are trying to retire and like want to sell the mm-hmm. bodega um but it needs a little bit of a facelift a little construction so they're like oh we'll ask jason to come in and like at least look and like see like how much should we be spending so we don't get swindled by like somebody yeah. who's just trying to take our money and of course he's a nice guy he says yes he's just like oh it's my little sister's best friend who's basically my sister asking of course i'm going to say yes and so like that's the first time it meets but then like so it starts going on this whole thing. They get tickets to like a baseball game. I think like it's like the Mets or something, which she actually loves the Mets and loves baseball, but is obviously like, well, I have to pretend not to. Um, she wears oh, like no. their rival's jersey instead and is like oh. pretending to like complain the whole time and then like doesn't want the food that he wants. It's like burgers are upset her tummy and she's just going to be gassy the whole time and is like all of these things where he's like, okay, we're just no filter on you got it but then there's like these hot dogs there that she loves and she's like well i have to and he was like so you can have a hot dog but not a burger and she's like oh shoot like i messed that up yes yep obviously Uh, yeah and like he is like kind of like a private guy and like one of them like finds out it's his birthday and like makes this whole thing of like going to see him at like the job site or whatever and has like these people like a big show of like everyone like does a dance and like gives him a flower and then she like gets him a present which is like how to live life when you have a giant penis or something like that and he's like opening this in front of his employees because he's <gasps> at a work site oh no and she's just like what is that like what's what's so wrong with that i don't even understand that and like good. yeah and then like insults the mom in like any way that she can basically to like but this whole time like you know like she's also still kind of falling for him and then they're at um Oh, they're at the like a bridal shower or a, a wedding shower. So they're doing a joint wedding shower, bride and groom, not a separate one. They're at that. Um, and Lisa like pulls Vanessa into like the bathrooms on the far side where the middle child, the middle daughter um, mm-hmm. of so Jason's younger sister, but older than the one getting married, Denise, is in there trying to smoke a joint. And so she like hears him comes in and like jumps up on the toilet and then overhears the whole thing about oh, no. whole, their whole scheme and instantly goes and tells jason and then they're like okay when like jason is like well he's like i'm gonna use this to my advantage because like the mom is trying to set him up with all of these women because he's 29 and he's thinking about kids and marriage and blah blah, yeah. blah 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 right and he was like well i don't like want to have to deal with that at a wedding so i might as well just like go along with it like why not could be fun and so he knows like the whole time all of this is happening he knows um I don't think he knows at the baseball game. Yeah, he doesn't know at the baseball game. But then after that, so like the book and the flowers in public and like every other like little thing that she does, he knows that she's doing it. Um, but Jason, so the his like previous relationship failed due to like lies from the woman, basically. Oh like that's kind of, and so he has like, and he also has like daddy issues also adding to this. So he has like really big issues with like people deceiving him and stuff. Um and he's like honestly he's like I like and of course he starts to fall even though he's like 
trying not to because like it's a role because well, he knows it's an act too you know what i mean yeah and he's just like playing along with it it's and like funny yeah and there's times where he was like he's like yeah if i didn't know that like she was purposely trying to do this like it totally would have worked like i would be so upset and so angry yeah once you know though it's like okay yeah, yeah. and so then he just kind of plays along and he was like oh like when he gets like the giant piece book he goes oh how did you know this was an affliction that i've been suffering like thank you so much this didn't be so useful and like all the other things that like oh she does like he's just like oh thank you like yeah you're safe like this is great and just like playing you're so right though it's very how to lose a guy in 10 days absolutely yeah and so like obviously romance they like start to fall for each other and jason is like you know like if she just comes clean like he's like i honestly think like i'd be fine with it it's like i could i could get over that if like she without prompting came clean on the whole told me yeah yeah um but like Vanessa is also struggling because she's falling and she's not supposed to be falling, you know, because like yeah. she's doing this to basically get in good graces with her sister. Um, yeah, Bad. yeah. I can tell you how it all ends. I mean, it's a romance, so like, yeah, you can like you can guess some things on your own. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I overall the story itself, like if I had read it, would probably be a solid four. Listening to it is like a three and a half. The narrator who did Jason loved him fantastic the one who did vanessa didn't love like there were times where i didn't know like if it was lisa or vanessa speaking um oh yeah so didn't love that and then some of the dialogue was literally like cringe like i gagged of like for how cringy some of the dialogue was but i think that's because it was in the narration like if i had just read it in like my own voice in my own head it would have been like okay sure whatever Mm -hmm. um so like i think there's like a little it's odd like I think if I had read and not listened it would have had a higher rating um but all that said like I still definitely will read that other series by Mia Sosa because like her characters they're 29 they act like adults they have actual honest open conversations about what I mean other than obviously this whole lie like sitting over their heads but like when it comes to like what they're wanting like they're having these open honest conversations um she doesn't need to come up with like any fun ways to like talk about the anatomy of a body like she uses their actual words which is really nice which you don't always get in romance you know you get yeah. a yeah you, you get a very nice like oh we found a thesaurus of words and i don't know how we came up with that one so like which honestly yeah. like was a shock the first time that it was like i was like oh yep okay we're saying it we're actually we're just going for we're it going for it which was nice and refreshing which i'm hoping also is in her other books um, right which i will be reading the other ones though um but yeah i would listen to like other things that the um it's anthony fry or something like that i think who did the voice of jason anthony something i don't remember his last name which really isn't helpful to any of y'all liked um, him though i liked him yeah it was a very good cadence like i listened i had to speed her up and then i would literally go and like slow him back down slow it down because like he speaks at like a good cadence that i like to listen to where she like drags Audible um, does let you search for specific like narrators too, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I clicked into his, and then I found a couple I books that. That, that I was like, "Oh, like that book sounds interesting," and he's a part of the narration group. Um, it definitely would have been better if this had been a duet, not a duel, or the other way. Basically, if he had done like when we we're in Vanessa's chapters, if he had done his own lines, like that would have made it like way better than her trying to do oh. the voice of Jason. Yeah, she also yeah, didn't yeah. do a great jason voice either gotcha yeah but all around good I, it's a whole Cute. new author a whole new like romance author that i have found and since i have found myself 
going down a deep, deep yeah. rabbit hole of romance. I'm excited to have a new one. Uh, I love that for you. I also picked a romance, That's which February. wasn't really <laughs> intentional. Yeah, like we're doing like romance minis, but they're more like dark romance or, you know, death and romance, whatever. But like, I don't know, this one just seemed good to me. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it took me kind of a while to find one. I don't know. Just nothing like really stuck out. It's like, that seems interesting. Um, so the one that I did was also on Audible. It may have been written for Audible. Like it has oh. like three different narrators, which I thought was cool. Oh, um, I know. I haven't encountered a lot of that unless they're like the like um like the narration stories, you know what I mean? Where they're oh. not like actually books, mm-hmm. but they have just like a full cast. So thought it was interesting. So I'm gonna guess it was written for Audible because it was on Audible, so I got it for free, which I love um i was like yes i gotta use my credit for something else (laughs) um the one that i did was the ai who loved me by Alyssa cole this was an interesting book um so the main character trinity like like i kind of have to set the world a little bit too which they did do a good job of in the book so like i don't know exactly what year it is clearly like kind of futuristic like ai runs everything Mm, okay like there's this main company called the hive that like pretty much everybody works for um like all cars are automated but not really i'll get into that in a minute Mm. um like the hive has like ai personal assistants in like all the apartment buildings like her apartment building has this one ai assistant that like actually has access to everybody's information and she's been doing it for like 10 years mindy kaling is actually the voice of the ai oh i love assistant it. penny um <clears throat> she doesn't have like a body or anything she's just ai right but okay. she knows so much and so she's very humanoid but like she's programmed specifically to like not let people know how humanoid she is hmm. which is really interesting so like i actually really like penny's character um but, like, yeah, AI just runs freaking everything in this world. Like, your fridge is smart. Your dishwasher's smart. Like, technically, if you were, like, AI like Penny, you could actually interact with them. But, like, as a human, you don't know necessarily how smart everything is. But, okay. like, with something called the hive running everything, like, you can kind of imagine that everything <laughs> is very well integrated. Um, Trinity used to work for the hive. She got injured doing something I didn't quite understand what happened. Honestly, it was kind of unclear. I was like, maybe they tell me later. I do still like 30 minutes left though. So I can't imagine at this point, they're going to tell me what exactly happened, but yeah, basically she had some sort of injury at work. Um, She was like a programmer or engineer. They kind of gloss over what she did before (laughs) because it's not really that important. Um, But she used to work for the hive, but now she doesn't, even though most people in her building like do work for the hive, like the hive, like runs the hospitals like they do all sorts of different things to try to like make people like stronger and better, but using like technology. So like kind of blurring that world between like humans and tech a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, she's like not anti-hive, but she doesn't really want to work for them. So now that she has like this injury, she didn't want to go back to actual work for the hive. She actually, this is where the car thing comes in. So you can like call a car and like it shows up. And you think it's just automatically run. But it turns out those actually aren't very good. Like they would run into stuff. So people who are riding in the car think that it's all automated. But really it's people 
who do it from their homes. So she works from home and she has this like huh. module that she goes into basically where like it shows her the map of like where the car is. And so she just drives. Oh my but like they have like scripts and stuff. So like the, when people ask questions, they think they're talking to AI. They think mm-hmm. they're just talking to a robot. So like there's certain things she can and can't say, like ways she's supposed to respond. I think that's pretty funny. Yeah. Like it's not actually because <laughs> they're terrible. Um <laughs> Which, like, we know, right? Like, that's that's a reality, too, for, like, the self-driving cars here. Yeah. So it's, like, even though the Hive, like, has all of this, like, advanced tech, it's not necessarily perfect. So there's a lot of really weird things that the Hive is involved in, and some of it seems kind of sketchy, I'm not going to lie. Like, uh, they get into, at one point, like, that there's spiders in the apartment, and she's like, there aren't spiders, though, because I guess they found a way to, like, prevent any spiders or bugs from happening. But they're like mechanical bugs. I was going to say, yes, they're like spy bugs. It's like spy bugs. Yeah. So like the hive is clearly doing some sketchy stuff. Um, She has like this one neighbor who is like one of the super high up scientists at the hive. um, Dr. Dolores Jung. She, uh, so basically Trinity is like, I've been misplacing stuff lately. Maybe this is because of my injury. That's super weird though. Like that's not like me, but her friends are over and she's looking for a specific tool that she has. turns out the bugs, apparently one of the things that they do is like move things around, which is super weird to me. So I don't know, like, I don't know what the heck is going on on with those bugs. Um, But like her whisk is missing and she's like, well, whatever. I know that my neighbor has it. Cause like, I guess she has a good relationship with this lady because like she used to work there and she's her neighbor um so she goes to like borrow her neighbor's whisk which is like (laughs) such a random thing um and she like the neighbor's door opens and it's this like super chiseled like hot dude Mm -hmm. and like trinity before this had talked about how like she hadn't been in a relationship in a while and like even her therapist is ai but she was telling her therapist right before this that like she's like i find people attractive but like i don't feel like they're for me Mm -hmm. like she's having a hard time like connecting with anybody um i'm guessing some of that has to do with the injury like i said i feel like they went over it so quickly all i really know is that like she clearly has like a knee issue going on (laughs) like and some anxiety about elevators huh okay i'm like yeah like it kind of sounds like when she was at work like an elevator fell and like she was in it at the time Mm -hmm. like that's kind of what i gathered from context clues but they don't really spell it out so Hmm. you know whatever um but, like, this very hot man answers the door. And she was like, wow, good for Dr. Jung. Like, has a little <laughs> side piece or something going on. Um, and she's, like, immediately, like, super attracted to this dude. But he's really awkward. Like, he just kind of, like, stares at her and, like, doesn't seem to be processing information. And the doctor finally comes to the door. And she's like, oh, sorry, that's my nephew. Like, he's recovering from an injury. And so she's like, oh, so he, like, hurt his head. Like, he's not quite all there yet. Yeah. Like, something's Concussion. processing. Yeah. So, like, she just kind of chalks up to that. She, like, continues to have these, like, really weird interactions with him, like, in the building. Like, she, I mentioned that she has, like, an elevator anxiety. She's, like, going to, like, get onto the elevator because her um, therapist is, like, you got to, like, start living your life a little bit. Like, get onto the elevator. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, okay, my best friend is a superintendent of this building. It's her job to make sure that this elevator is functioning properly. And I'm not going to die when I need to use it. But she, like, spends a long time trying to amp herself up to get onto the elevator. As you would. Um, Yeah. Like, I get it. If I was, like, in an elevator crash, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'd be taking the stairs. (laughs) Honestly. So she normally does, but she's got the bad knee. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, a combination issue. Yep, that makes sense. Yeah. So she's, like, really trying to, like, work through her shit and then, like, just kind of live her life. But, like, the guy, so 
I wish I had seen it written, but I'm pretty sure his name is Leeway. Like, Leeway. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know why. It seems like a weird choice. Um, <laughs> he was just like, you look like you need help. But he says it like super robotic-like. yeah. And like, he's like, what the heck? We know as the reader that he is not a person. He is a robot, but he's not supposed to let people know that he's a robot. But like, so Dr. Jung is his like primary user, but and we don't know why yet. But for some reason, she also programmed Trinity to be the secondary user. So while she's like not his objective, he feels this like pull to her, even though he's a robot. And his whole goal is to like improve humanity and like be of use. So he's still basically the reason he's like all awkward and weird in interactions is because he doesn't have enough programming. He's still learning. Um, basically, the doctor, like nobody else apparently has clearance to even know that he exists. Yeah. Oh, so she's And high so, up in the hive. yeah, but then she took him. Oh. And like, it's a federal offense just for Trinity to mess with like her driving station if she thinks something's not like functioning properly. That's a federal offense. She's like, what? Like, what kind of offense would it be to steal an entire robot human that they don't even know exists that's made of all their stuff? So they're definitely doing something weird <clears throat> with the bugs. yeah, If she has to, there's... if the high up doctor has to steal this robot man. Yeah, so there's something weird happening with the bugs. But, like I said, as readers, we know this for a while, that he's, like, from almost the very beginning, we know that he's a robot. But she does not know that. She just thinks he's, like, kind of a weird guy. And she's, like, really into him, though. Um, he can actually integrate with, like, Penny. He, like, tries to hack, like, the... building AI person to get more information. He's like, I need to learn faster. I need to like become more, more person-like. Cause like, that's one of his goals that she set for him is like, the like becomes indistinguishable from a human. Um, and that's like the reason they give for her having taken him from the hive. Is it like, well, you can't learn how to do that when you're only interacting with me in Yeah, like a lab setting. that's fair. Yeah. So like he has these like really funny interactions with Penny and Penny, like I said, has like way more emotion than like, you know, And so they have these like sassy back and forths. <laughs> it's amazing. But she does like help him um, with like some language stuff because she was like refusing. She's like, no, like you figure it out. You have like way better processors and stuff than I do. Like you be fancy and you figure out how to interact with people and seem real. And he's like, well, I found this file. And then he like downloads it from like the dark web. And it's just like he just starts like going off on like profanities at her for not helping him and she was like oh my god delete that right now <laughs> and after he deletes it he was like oh okay i now understand why that was bad <laughs> like He's <laughs> like, fine, I so found like something. yeah so this whole book is like this like ai trying to learn to be a person trinity does find out like about halfway or so through the book because like he's not forbidden from telling her that he's a robot but like because because she's like one of the secondary users right um so dolores has like an incident where she like falls down the stairs and so she's not there anymore and when dolores is being taken away in the ambulance she said to penny to like take care of him basically and so penny is like well even knowing he exists i could be in trouble with the hive because i'm basically an accomplice hiding him here Mm hmm but they don't know he's missing but like now she's got this crush on this robot she like has him over for like food she invites him over and penny's like that's a date and he's like what's a date and so he's like trying to figure out how to like interact with her as like a person um but he like eats the taco like you would like a sandwich like right Oh my right god. from the middle Uh-huh. and so she's like he must just like really 
have hit his head. Like, cause at that point she doesn't know yet that he's not a person. And that's when he does tell her though. Cause she's like, what is wrong with you? Like, what are you? Because he calls out the bugs and he's mentioned it a few times, but this is the first time that Trinity sees the bugs. He was like, there was a bug there, but he like punched through her console for her vehicle that she uses for work. Oh. And she's like, that shouldn't be possible. Yeah. Like, what are you? He's like, well, not, not, not allowed to tell you. So he's a <laughs> biosynthetic human, but like, there are other things in this world that are too. Like Dr. Jung's cat apparently is a biosynthetic cat. Fun. It's like, it's not like a real cat, but it eats cat food. I'm like, why would you program a cat to need to eat? Well, you can let it eat, but maybe don't let it poop. Like it doesn't need to. Poop. That's what, what I was thinking eat. too. I was like, I have a lot of follow-up questions actually when it comes to this, but whatever. Um, but she, you know, once she finds out, she's just like, well, I don't really know what to do. She said to take care of him. I can't send him back. So she just kind of commits to like, well, now I'm going to teach him how to be a person. And like, she was like swimming and she kind of has him like follow her everywhere at this point. Cause she doesn't really know what he can and can't do. Mm -hmm. Like, she's like, obviously he's been living by himself for a little while now. She's been gone, but like he didn't keep the place clean so she's having to teach him like how to clean up after himself because he was just like trash everywhere and she like made food before she knew that he wasn't a person who didn't need to eat he could by choice but he doesn't have to and then it was like spoiled when she mm. came back she's like did you not smell that and he was like no i did and like just matter of fact yeah i smelled huh? it it was bad and so like she's got to like teach him how to be a person um but also to not be detected because anybody else could potentially report it because everyone else in this building works for the hive mm -hmm. so the complicated part is that like she's trying not to i mean obviously other than the whole like he's a stolen robot it's like she's trying not to have a crush on him anymore but he is developing real feelings because he's supposed to be humanoid and he's getting all this data about how like touch is but like penny's jealous because penny's like i don't know how touch is and so he's like trying to teach penny what touch is like because she doesn't have a body mm -hmm. like how do you explain that in binary i don't know yeah <laughs> um but apparently she felt like she understood it so it's just like funny because uh like at one point penny sends him just like a random file because she sees everything that happens in the um complex when he's interacting with trinity and it's like a random file that's like how to know you have a crush on your friend and he was like <laughs> that's weird i wouldn't i don't want to crush her like like smash because he's just like he doesn't understand any nuance like it's just yeah. it's actually really funny so um like i said i do have like about a half hour left so i'm not sure exactly how it all wraps up not that i would tell you anyways but it was a really quick listen it was like literally laugh out loud funny at times but there were times early on that i felt like they glossed over some of the background like i said with trinity it wasn't super clear what exactly happened there um and then what was the other thing? Oh, yeah. It was like infuriating that she didn't notice that he's like a robot, I guess, because there are no other robots like him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nothing to compare it to. Yeah. So like you wouldn't expect it. So she just like went along with this whole head injury thing. Yeah. But like knowing it as a reader, it felt frustrating because it was obvious. But I guess yeah. if you didn't know, you wouldn't think that. Yeah. Like you don't see what you're not looking for. So like if you're not expecting it. Like, that's not going to be your first guess, right? You're going to yeah, go, why like, would she think that? Yeah. yeah you're going to go simplest one, which is like, oh, I was told he has a head injury. Like, okay. Yeah. He probably must have been awkward to begin with. And now he has a head injury. Like, sure. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, I was like, okay, like, I guess I could see why if you didn't have information, you wouldn't think it's that weird. But, like, I felt like that was just 
frustrating because I was just like, look, look what he's doing. Like, yeah, how is that it, something a person would do? Question it sooner than when he's like punching a hole into something he shouldn't be able to do. Like, yeah, maybe. there were definitely other times that I was like, it felt really obvious. But again, she just assumed it was a head injury. So it's like, yeah. whatever. Um, I love that there were multiple narration. Like there were different chapters. They did do the thing where like they didn't actually go to their voices, but mm. like, so sometimes like the person who played Trinity voiced Penny, like Penny chimed in and said, but like they weren't very long. So oh. I can get why they didn't do it that way. Um, I'm kind of torn on what I want to give it because it was so frustrating at the beginning when she didn't know, but it's only because I knew. So that's not the author's fault. That was the whole point. <laughs> like you can knock up like uh, a half a star for that that's fine yeah i'm gonna give it like three and a half because it was really funny though like i enjoyed it yeah it wasn't what i expected but it was a short read yeah so that sounds like one that i i think i'll definitely check out because it sounds funny like it sounds yeah it was funny yeah like i want i want all those like weird little snarky moments and then like you look like Mm -hmm. you need help like yeah i just loved the interactions mostly between leeway and penny like they were the best probably mm-hmm. the best part of the whole thing <laughs> so do you recommend well we got some good ones there even if it did accidentally fall into romance which we didn't need but that's fine because Something. yeah it's a great topic it's a great great books um other things this month like we said i think earlier there's minis there's three thursdays because of the leap year so you get three minis um hey, i do. think the next episode is romanticy fantasy romance yeah. Ooh, yes. la la um so yeah there's just gonna be a whole lot of romance shoved into this month we hope you all <laughs> enjoy it really? um social medias are the same as they have always been tiktok and instagram is it's in a past your bedtime and x formerly known as twitter is iipyb underscore pod and yeah we'll talk to everyone later bye everyone bye